Hare Krishna. Sorry, I lost you all. Uh, I'm back here now. Um, I just, uh, the stream was interrupted and a message came on the stream, said that this stream has been stopped because we saw copyrighted audio material. I don't know. I don't know what that's all about. I have no idea. Uh, all I can say is that uh, uh, I don't know why my uh, stream was suddenly stopped and I don't know if it's saved either. We will see. Uh, we will see. I'll speak a little more now on a new, on a new, uh, on a new stream. Uh, so I was just uh, now sp speaking uh, about Lord Chaitanya. And I was just explaining how that while that, in, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had been criticized and that uh, Tapan Mission Chandrasekhar felt upset about it. But Lord Chaitanya, he was only smiling slightly and remained silent. Um, because the Vaishnava never takes offense. Um, a Vaishnava, when he's criticized himself, he never takes offense. That is, is uh, something to learn. Um, when another Vaishnava is offended, or Krishna is offended, a Vaishnava becomes like fire. But he doesn't take any personal offense. So Lord Chaitanya took no personal offense. Um, so in this way, the, the, the qualities of, of the devotees are, are being outlined in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And we're trying to, uh, to embrace them. Uh, we're trying to make that our own so that we don't feel offended, even if someone is mistreating us and say, oh, well, you know, I, I deserve. I am not... Uh, I have mistreated others so many times that I'm getting a, getting a reaction now for all that I have done. Hmm. Yes, so in this way, these are some of the qualities of Vaishnav behavior. Hmm. Um. Somehow or other, when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was in Varanasi, uh, and Lord Chaitanya went to meet these Mayavadi sannyasis, and then Lord Chaitanya, and they were seated in an area on a bit of a raised platform, and shoes were below, and Lord Chaitanya went to sit with the shoes. So then Prakashananda Saraswati, he came personally, although he was a great Mayavadi, and he, he caught Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu personally by the hand and seated him with great respect in the midst of the assembly. Prabhupada says, this respectful behavior of Prakashananda Saraswati to which Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is very much appreciated. Such behavior is calculated to be a gyata sukriti or pious activities that one executes unknowingly. Hmm. So this is, is, is essential uh, so that... Uh, he could become, uh, that he could become purified. Yes. Um, 
so Vaishnavas um, are creating in this world many opportunities for people to render some service so that they can uh, can do some Agyata Sukriti. Uh, Prabhupada also explained like that, that he said good morning to people so that they could say good morning. Or there was uh, some impersonalist who was who had printed brochures and who wanted to give Prabhupada a box of these brochures. So that was service, although he wanted to, to preach his message. But still there was some service attitude. He gave it for free. And Prabhupada accepted it gladly. And then he, on a Sunday program, he had everyone take a brochure. And they were nice glossy brochures. Then he had the brochures. He told everyone, open up the brochure. And then Prabhupada had them used as plates for serving Pasadam. And in this way, he engaged that Mayavadi uh, in, uh, in devotional service. So he created that Agyata Sukriti. So this is a Vaishnava. Paradukaduki, he is concerned with the suffering of all others in the material world. And he therefore is always eager to see that he can uh, help others to make advancement. And a lot of that may be Agyata Sukriti. Agyata Sukriti. A devotee, therefore, must be attracted by the behavior of the inhabitants of Vrindavan, who live in a relationship with Krishna. The land, water, cows, trees, and flowers serve Krishna in Santaras. His servants serve him in Dasharas, and his cowherd boys, his cowherd friends, serve him in Sakyaras. Similarly, elder gopis and gopis serve Krishna's father and mother, uncle, and other relatives, and the young gopis, uh, the coward girls, serve Krishna in conjugal love. So, all right, this Vrindavan, um, we are seeing how they are all just serving Krishna. That is the essence. We should not look at these eternal pastimes like the enjoyer and say, oh, this is so nice, this is so sweet. No, we should just see how much service is there. And, and they're serving so nice. Let me also, let me also serve Krishna so nice. In this way, uh, in this way, whenever we see how Krishna is being served, oh yes, then uh, we can appreciate. One who has taken his birth as a human being in the land of India, Bharadvarsa, should make his life successful and work for the benefit of all other people. Bharata Bhumi Te Holo Manusha Jammajara Janma Sartika Karikara Parapakara. So, and then 
Krishna's Kaviraj continues, Etavas Janma Safalyam Dainam Iyadi Supranu Artadiyavacha Shreyamatsranam Sada. It is the duty of every living being to, do, to perform welfare activities for the benefit of others with his life, wealth, intelligence, and words. Uh. So, this verse cited by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu applies to human beings, not, an, not to animals. As indicated in the previous verse by the words Manusha Janma, these words, injunctions are for human beings. Unfortunately, human beings, although they have the bodies of men, are becoming less than animals in their behavior. This is the fault of modern education. Modern educators do not know the aim of human life. They're simply concerned with how to develop the economic condition of their countries or of human society. This is also necessary. The Vedic civilization considers all aspects of human life, including Dharma, religion, Artha, economic development, karma, sense gratification, moksha, liberation. But humanity's first concern should be religion. To be religious, one must abide by the orders of God. But unfortunately, people in this age have rejected religion and they're busy in economic development. Um, therefore, they will adopt any means to get money. For economic development, one doesn't need to get money by hook or by crook. One needs only sufficient money to maintain his body and soul. Yeah, so when there's the deeper spiritual interest, ah, then our material desires become secondary. Then uh, we don't need so many things anymore then we are simply, uh, yeah, simply happy to be uh, practicing our, uh, our own Krishna consciousness. Praninam upakaraya yad eva paratracha karmanamana savacha that Eva Matiman Bajet by his work, thoughts and words, and an intelligent man must perform actions which will be beneficial for all living entities in this life and in the next. Hmm. This is from Adi Lila 943. So this is, is like uh, the behavior of a devotee. Um, that a devotee takes up the welfare work for the benefit of others. And that is our, uh, our, our aim. Mm. Once while going to Jagannath Puri, all the devotees had to stay underneath a tree without the shelter of a house or even a shed. And Nichananda Babu became very angry, as if he were greatly disturbed by hunger. Thus he cursed Sivananda's son to die. Sivananda's wife was very much aggrieved at this, and she began to cry. She very seriously thought that since her sons had been cursed by Nichananda Babu, certainly they would die. When Sivananda later returned, 
and saw his wife crying. He said, why are you crying? Let us all die if Sinichananda Prabhu desires us. When Sivananda Sain returned and Sivananda Prabhu saw him, the Lord kicked him severely, complaining that he was very hungry and asked why he had not re had arranged for his food. Such is the behavior of the Lord with his devotees. Sivananda Prabhu behaved like an ordinary hungry man, as if completely dependent on the arrangement of Sivananda Sain. A nephew of Sivananda Sain named Srikanta left the company in protest of Nichananda Prabhu's curse and went directly to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Jagannath Puri, um, where the Lord pacified him. On that occasion, Lord Chaitanya. Um, yes. Anyway, so we can see how he dealt with Sivananda Sain. Because um, Sivananda Sain was a very intimate devotee. And intimate devotees, right? Uh, they are treated differently. Uh, they're treated differently. And we see that, like, they're being tested. Tested. Um, tested how they, uh, how they act. Um, we recall that, um, that the sage, Brigo um, Muni, um, was part of a debate or a discussion where it was trying to be ascertained who the Supreme Personality of Godhead was, Lord Brahma, Lord Shiva, or Lord Vishnu. So Brigo went um, before Lord Brahma. And, uh, but he did not uh, offer him any respects, although Lord Brahma was his his father. So Lord Brahma was feeling like, uh, what's going on here? This is, uh, this is not right. Uh, no. So Lord Brahma was, was not happy. Then uh, Brigu went to Lord Shiva. And Lord Shiva, since he was also the son of Brahma, he was greeting him like his brother and he wanted to embrace him. But then Brigu said, oh, no, 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 no carry the ashes of the same crematoriums. No, you cannot uh, embrace me. Lord Shiva became very angry. Brigu left. Then Brigu went before Lord Vishnu and he kicked Lord Vishnu in the chest. And Lord Vishnu said, Oh, my dear Brigu, are you all right? My chest is very hard. I hope you have not hurt your foot. Uh -uh. Then Brigu accepted Lord Vishnu as the Supreme Lord. So, uh, and we can see that the offense is increasing from person to person. Um, and now we're seeing, uh, this time, it is devote, the devotee who is kicked by the Supreme Lord. But now the devotee is completely transcendental, just like the Supreme Lord. He's totally not affected. He's not affected by all these, uh, all these things. Uh, it doesn't in any way uh, make him, uh, it doesn't in any way make him feel uh, checked or limited. Uh, that is the nature of, uh, of a devotee. Mm. Devotees are uh, 
when he was kicked by the Supreme Lord, when his sons were cursed to die, he said, yes, let them die. Whatever the Lord does is perfect. And in this way, he showed so much faith in the Lord. And that is then how the, how the glorious devotees are, are being revealed. Uh, their qualities are being revealed to the Supreme Lord. It's not that we are imitating that, but we're just seeing how much faith, uh, how much faith does even on the saint have. And the depth of his faith is really what, uh, what, is, uh, what is what it is about. Uh. It said the people in general on the western side of India were neither intelligent nor well behaved. But by the influence of Sila Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami, they were trained in devotional service and good behaving. And Prabhupada says, purport, although it's not only in Western India that people were contaminated by association with Muslims, it is a fact that the farther west one goes in India, the more you will find the people to be fallen from the Vedic culture. Until 5,000 years ago, when the entire planet was under control of Maharaj Pariksit, the Vedic culture was current everywhere. Gradually, however, people were influenced by non-Vedic culture and they lost sight how to behave in connection with devotional service. Srila Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami were very kindly preached the bhakti cult in Western India. And following in the footsteps, the propagators of the Chaitanya cult in the Western countries are spreading the Sankhita movement and inculcating the principle of Vaishnava behavior, thus purifying and reforming many persons who were previously accustomed to the culture of Malachas and Yavanas. All of our devotees in the Western countries give up their old habits of illicit sex, intoxication, meat-eating, and gambling. Of course, 500 years ago, these practices were unknown in India, at least in Eastern India. But unfortunately, at present, all of India has been victimized by these non-Vedic principles, which are sometimes even supported by the government. Okay, that was from Srila Prabhupada's purport uh, from the... Adi Lila 10, 89, Chaitanya Yeah, so the devotees, um, anybody can change their behavior by coming in touch with this movement and give up uh, all kinds of previous inappropriate activities. Um, that is the nature of... Uh, of, of a devotee. Uh, the association of devotees can change people because the association of devotees is, is reawakening the hope for real happiness. Because materially, we're frustrated. Um, we're struggling. Yes, of course, due to... Uh, Maya has two potencies, the throwing potency and the covering potency. The covering potency makes a person think that even although they struggle in the material world that they're happy the avranatmika shakti the praksapatmika shakti the throwing potency is temptation so maya generally we look at temptation from maya's side but now the covering potency of maya uh, where due to the illusory energy we we look at our material condition of suffering and think that this is 
and we're very attached to it. This is, this is my home, this is my world, this is where I was born, Boma Ijidi, I was born in this land. No. Yes, my ancestors lived here. I, you know, this is part of me, you know, Boma Ijidi. Uh, that is, is illusion. We are not belonging to any land of this earth. Huh? We're belonging to, to one land, the land of Krishna, the spiritual world, and no other place. So that is our only interest. Hmm. Excuse me. Hmm. Anyhow, we are looking at how, by the uh, by devotional service, a person's behavior can change because the the person is his hope for actual happiness is reawakening. And he develops faith that yes, here there is real happiness and therefore someone can make the jump. Uh, the conversion, the so-called conversion, the real factor is the hope for happiness uh, because faith and happiness are obviously going together because Anandamoyabhyasat by nature every living being is looking for for happiness and pleasure. And therefore, uh, when we think that that pleasure is actually available in Krishna consciousness, yes, then, then we are ready to try it out. Oh. We realize all this time, I tried so many things all this time, but actually I have not been happy. And in this way, uh, one comes to the point of making, making the change. So, a Vaishnava then is very carefully adhering to behavior in the mode of goodness. Um, because those things in the mode of goodness that are manifest in this world, they are pleasing to Krishna. Um, just like swans and uh, beautiful lakes and such places. Prabhupada explains in the first canto that by seeing such places, finer brain tissues develop, which make us more susceptible to actual uh, understand the transcendental. So this is very nice how, how this uh, is possible uh, in Krishna consciousness, that, uh, that one can live in this world 
And one doesn't need to turn away from the world. One doesn't need to just uh, go live in a cave and in denial of everything. No, we can simply appreciate. Uh, we can simply appreciate how the beauty of the spiritual world is reflecting in the material world. And this is just a shadow reflection. Can we imagine? Can we only imagine what it's like? What is it like to have a, uh, yeah, a glimpse of the spiritual world? Okay, I'm now taking your leave. I'm sorry we got interrupted. I don't know exactly. Uh, what happened to that first recording, we will find out uh, a little later, see if it is there in the archive or if it has been person permanently removed by Big Brother. Suddenly, as, as I was streaming, suddenly it stopped, a message comes on the stream and it says, we have something about copyright violation and so on. Anyway, what to do? I wish you a wonderful day on this Ekadasi, and uh, may it be a day of deep absorption in, in hearing and chanting. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna.